On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not enter. He did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there in the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths that rose up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today's gospel, Easter Sunday morning, relates the discovery of the empty tomb. Early Sunday morning after our Lord's crucifixion on Friday, previous Friday. And as you can imagine, this caused quite a servant excitement among the disciples of Jesus. I remember when I was in Mexico for many years, in uh, this one town, they had an interesting custom that they observed on Easter Sunday morning, early Easter Sunday morning. On early Easter Sunday morning, there would be a group of kids. They would be uh, running around there in all directions through the churchyard. And... Uh, well, I thought, well, just a bunch of kids horsing around having a good time, you know. But why would they be running so early in the morning? Five, five thirty in the morning. And then when I saw this happening every year at Easter, Easter Sunday morning, I realized it was not just a bunch of kids, you know, ha having a good time. It was a custom. It was a long-standing custom of that town. So I inquired the reason behind that custom. And the townsfolk told me that those kids running around in the churchyard represent the apostles who ran to the tomb of Jesus with joy for the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you know, when you come to realize it then, these kids, what they were doing, were not doing something crazy at all. Because what do the Gospels relate? What does today's Gospel relate? What happened on the morning of the resurrection? When Mary Magdalene announced to Peter and John that she found the tomb empty, what did Peter and John do? They ran. They ran to the tomb. The Gospel says, they both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter. 
and arrived at the tomb first. So it looks like they were having a race between the two. <laughs> so he would get there first. And John won the race because he was a lot younger than Peter. Well, when both entered the tomb, first Peter, then John, they realized the tomb was empty, of course, and they saw the burial cloths there. Then they realized what Jesus had foretold them before, it, that he had to rise from the dead. You know something, my dear friends in Christ? When we want something, we'll run for it. If we really want for it, we'll run for it fast to get it. Look at all those crazy people on Black Friday after Thanksgiving. They run to the stores to be first in line to get the items or things they want to buy. Well, as Christians, what do we really want? If we really want something, if we really want eternal salvation, if we want eternal life, we run for it. We run for it with our whole heart and soul. And we won't let anything or anybody get in the way. Holy Scripture, you know, compares the path of salvation as running a race. And Holy Scriptures exhorts us to run that race. Run that race that really counts. St. Paul, in his uh, first letter to the Corinthians, reminds us, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. And we all know what the prize is, don't we? I hope so. The prize is eternal life. The prize is eternal possession of the risen life with Jesus Christ in the kingdom of heaven. And the letter of the Hebrews in the New Testament also reminds us of that in the same, in the same note. That reading tells us from Hebrews, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. That race marked out for us for eternal life. Yes, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let us run that race, that race for eternal life. And as you know, there are many things during the course of that race. There are many things in the world that hinder us, that entangle us, that weigh us down, that slow us down, and even distract us on our true purpose and our true path to eternal life. So our goal must be laser precise. We can't let any distractions get in the way. Our goal is eternal life, the kingdom of heaven. And see, Paul reminds us in that second reading we had today in his, uh, from the, his letter to the Colossians, he said, Seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above and not of what is on earth. So let us renounce our attachments 
the things of this world because, as you know, they get in the way so many times in the path of eternal life. Let us renounce our attachments to things of this world and so run that race with all our heart and soul as if our life depended upon it. And it does. It does depend upon it. Our eternal life. Let us run that race so well with God's help, of course, that in the end, we can say together with St. Paul what he wrote to Timothy in his first letter. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. A crown of righteousness awaits me. You know, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Easter Sunday reminds us of our baptism. In fact, during the Easter Vigil, there usually is a, is a time for baptism and baptism of adults. Because it was through baptism that we rose for the first time for Jesus Christ. And so it is only appropriate then that on this day of the resurrection of Jesus, that we renew our baptismal vows, our baptismal promises. So let us do that right now. Dear brothers and sisters, through the Paschal Mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism, so that we may walk with Him in newness of life. And so now, let our Lenten observance is concluded. Let us renew the promises of holy baptism, by which we once renounced Satan and his works, and promised to serve God in the Holy Catholic Church. And so I ask you, please respond, I do. Do you renounce Satan? I do. And all his works? I do. And all his empty shows? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son of the Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered, under, suffered death and was buried and rose from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints? the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I do. And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth and by water in the Holy Spirit, and bestowed on us forgiveness of sins, keep us by His grace, in Christ Jesus our Lord, for eternal life. Amen. Amen.